because it is a majority of a male thing, a male boy to boy toy. Not that way. Welcome to Dads Being Dads, episode 147. I'm Jason Fitzgerald, and with me tonight is Randy James. Randy, how do you feel about this rain in January? Uh, yeah, I'm not a big fan. I like no. the, for the snow. And, and tonight, it's actually quite dangerous. I, I, I did my community service this evening. I had my, my meeting, my community preservation committee. Uh, and then we run long, really talking points to death, to be honest. Mm-hmm. Uh, points that really don't matter, and people just like to throw more words at them. And it rained most of the day, but it got colder at night. And I'll tell you, if you go outside now, you're going to slip and fall, because it's there's like it misted and rained and the, and now all the roads are just black ice. Really? Mm-hmm. That's bad. So people for me, you know, so people were walking out of the meeting and they were slipping on the road. Some elderly folks, some older generation, mm-hmm. let's say. Mm-hmm. Uh, I had no problem because remember I got the spiky metal things on my tires, so safer to be biking in this situation than it is to be walking. You think so? <laughs> Safer to be with, biking. The, with the spikes in my tires, absolutely. There's been many, many times where I use <laughs> I use the bike for support when I'm walking on ice trails, whatnot. Yeah. Although you got to be on it, it's kind of weird irony. If um, no one cares about this, but it's it's interesting <clears throat> to me. If I'm biking through the woods on a very narrow trail, that's kind of, and some of these trails are weird. They get all hilly and slopey. If I end up I have to sit like perfectly on the bike so my weight is balanced between the rear front and rear wheel. If I if I stand up to like pedal hard or something, the weight comes off the rear wheel and it slips on the ice and then you're toast cuz you're going to slip off the narrow little path. So there's so ice gotta, <coughs> Sorry, there's ice on the trails? Oh, absolutely cuz people walk on it and it packs it down. <clears throat> I just realized this, I forgot a drink. You don't get this when you're running on your running trails? Bummer. Uh I haven't run in the woods because you know my usual run would run my wow see this uh my usually place where I run in the woods my usual place that can you edit like the whole show out so far for everything I've done said because it doesn't work my voice my my words okay let me start over where I usually run in the woods it turns real muddy so I don't in this weather so I don't run in there but no it doesn't uh, it doesn't get slippery ever in the wintertime maybe you don't get enough people back there. Well, when it gets real snowy, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's good because they set up. And actually, I don't like to run in there because they, they the people that do a lot of uh, cross snow, country cross country snow skiing, yeah, yeah they yeah. they, they set up they, their trail. They, there's a little track. These are my tracks. Don't yeah. mess up my ski tracks. No, they've, I've never come and you know I've never. It's the worst. I butted have, heads with anybody, but I know I that they, it matters to them. So I, you know, let it them have their. It definitely matters to them. I was biking in the snow, of course, in yeah. the woods one winter and. I was not riding in their tracks, but I still was scolded by a skier we came across to be sure that I did not. Like, I'm not in. Do you? I'm not in your tracks. Like, isn't it obvious? Yeah, I would push that person over. (laughs) I can't get up. I'm not in my tracks. Yeah, right. Mm -hmm. It's almost as if they can't ski unless they're in ski tracks. You don't tell me what to do. Don't tell me. Don't tell me how to be. Don't tell me where to ride. Especially when I'm when I'm obviously not doing the thing you want me not to do. Don't tell me not to do it. Like stupid. It becomes very clear very fast when you get on a trail like that, and there are these perfectly made ski tracks, and then footprints everywhere but the ski tracks. It's like there's something going on here. Yeah. That I need to be 
looped in on. Apparently, some consensus that you should not step on the ski tracks. Right. I wonder how they feel about bad skiers. I don't know. I don't know. I don't really if know. If you're trying to ski in the tracks, you yeah. keep messing up and you're digging them <laughs> sideways and... I'm just really bummed. I, you know, I like this winter. I just, I, I want it to snow or to, to not snow. I mean, if you're going to just right. out and out rain, fine. Or if you're going to snow, great. But this garbage that we're dealing with right now, ugh. you know, the problem is, uh, global warming, global warming. Oh, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of the end of the world, uh, mm-hmm. the other book I was getting confused with last week. Yeah. If you, if our listeners, I know they were all like, really agitated because I was crossing up my books was Alas Babylon. And that was a book that was written in the fifties. That's still, uh, people still talk about today. And that, uh, I might have to try that out. Cause yeah, yeah. it's not as long, but, but it was, it takes place and that one takes place in Florida and it's like, right. It's cause that was right after world war two. And, uh, it's like, and the book takes place like in the during a war where all of a sudden, uh, we get se- separated from the rest of like all the communications break down, uh, you know, it's before cell phones and everything like that. But again, it's an isolated, an isolated town and what happens and how, how, you know, just how it reacts. I almost want to take back my book recommendation. So I'm already on to the second one in the series and it feels, I think I'm spoiled. So I don't know. I mean, you're in the similar camp with me here, but I think my favorite writer is, is Stephen King. And I, I, it's just because he, does this character development in the stories really feel like real stories? They don't feel like this contrived, you know, bunch of punchlines people just keep throwing at each other. Right. It's like, wait, what just happened? And like, okay, if you had this ridiculous conversation for six pages that was clearly like out of a sitcom, I, and there's just no substance to it, and then things blow up, and everyone's lives happily ever after. It's just, I don't know. I know, and I, I, I don't, Stephen King's like ruined me for other things. I, he just, I don't know how, what it is about his books. And I was for the longest time, cause I'm not into like horror movies or slasher flicks or anything. Like yeah. I'm just not into that. So I no. thought that's what it was like. Cause you know, his movies are like horror yeah. movies. They get classified as horror movies. And I have only seen, well, I don't think I've seen any of them. Maybe. Oh, I think I've seen misery, which is, you know, <laughs> there some are bad are. parts. Yeah, yeah. Some of them are. I've never, uh, but. It, that's not what his books are not like the, I think his books are more powerful because he doesn't get into the de- descriptive, uh, slasher type stuff. It's more like more gets in your head. Like you, your brain goes to places that are dark, but he doesn't take you all the way there. He takes you to the place Maybe. where, well, I, I just uh, enjoy the story. I mean, I think it's, yeah. if, if I am to understand the, 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 the speak about this, it's character development, right? So yeah. I mean, I've listened to The Stand probably a thousand times. And the other one, what's the one called? The Tommyknockers. I'm sure you. I don't think I've listened to that one. Tommyknockers, no spoilers. It's a. It it takes a huge part of the book before it gets into like the part that you would, that every other author would put really close to the beginning, right? He spends two thirds of the book. Developing the characters and all these backstories and th- little things that happens. You get to know them. And it's like, it's interesting. And then they go through this whole ordeal that has to do with like space aliens. And it's like, well, that's weird. Like, I wouldn't, I didn't think that was coming. It's very yeah, strange. It some seems of that very, stuff. Yeah. But, but it doesn't matter because the rest, it, 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 it doesn't, it's not really, con- there's no continuity to it in that sense. Like, you were expecting it to happen. 
but that's not the important part of the story. I just like the way he tells stories. You ready? You ready for this list? Yeah, go ahead. Bag of Bones, Mr. Mercedes, Finders Keepers, End of Why Watch, are you gonna read Cell, your li- Dolores okay. Claiborne, Duma Key, Everything's Eventual, Full Dark, No Stars, It, Joyland, Lizzie's Things, yep, Needful yep, Things, yep. Nightmares and Dreamscapes, Volume 1 and 2, Salem's yep. Lot, The Body, Colorado Kid, yep. The Seven Dark Tower Books, The Eyes of I the Dragon. I don't know Colorado Kid. I don't know that one. The Girl Who Loved Tom Gordon, The Man in the Black Suit, The Stand Under the Dome, Er, yep. Black Horse, The Talisman. That's yep. all the Stephen King books I've listened to. Uh, yeah, I think I've got all those probably. Yeah, I keep a track of all the all the audiobooks I've listened to so that I don't listen to it again. <laughs> well, what do you mean? You just get it, you buy them, and you listen to them, and then you listen to them. Uh, yeah, but if I listen to them from like the library or something, and I have uh, like when I last listened to it. Really? You keep track? Yeah, because I was like, I don't know if I – because it was a long – because an Audible, like I don't buy a book and listen to it. Like I have right now uh, like 10 oh, in I queue, do. 10 or 12 in queue that I have bought that I haven't listened to. Because you buy the year up front? What? I don't well, know. I'm also getting... because some of like two for ones, and sometimes I'll buy a book mm-hmm. that I have started the series of, but I haven't finished. Uh, you know, okay, but I, haven't, I haven't had that problem. Yeah, like, but I do, I because I try and buy the two when they have those two for ones, or you buy one get mm-hmm. one. That's when I buy a lot of books. Like the Odd Thomas books, I had a gap in the series for a long time. I had like books six and seven, but I didn't have books like three and five uh, or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Those so, are good books too. Yeah. There's a lot of development in on time, although there's not too many characters. But, right. Uh, but you get really hooked into that one character. You get hooked into the one character. Yeah. And some, but I will say some of those books, like I didn't, it did, they just got too, they get too weird for me. And too, mm-hmm. the last one I listened to with the whole one with Tesla, it's just like, mm-hmm. that one was just making whatever. You're just saying words at this point. Like, yeah, I think that was a, you know, let's round this out. Yeah. Ka-ching. Yeah, that's a that's a. I kind of thought Cell was like that. Oh, Cell was not good. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty terrible. Yeah, and uh, Duma Key wasn't. You know, I don't know. But then you know, and it's even the little things like in Duma Key, and this isn't really a spoiler too much, but like he, like little things stand out, and I don't know why, but like the the not the main character, but the main member, the main character had the friend. Did you listen to Duma Key? Long time ago. Okay, well he's got like the he goes down to one of the the Florida coastline right and he lives on like a little island there or a little key. k or whatever and uh he he's an art he's starting to paint and, it, and he meets this other guy and the guy says yeah he his daughter choked on a marble and was taken to the hospital and while his wife was racing to the hospital she got hit in a car accident and killed and that's like the part that sticks in my head i'm like oh this awful thing like and that was <laughs> it was like one little two little sentences and the guy's like yeah i won the lottery that day like he, he said it sarcastically but he's like oh you I know it's like terrible but that's why that was that was that guy's backstory and why he just kind of was this drifter guy that lived in this you know right anyways. but uh well anywho. that's i mean that's why i like the stand so much it's like a thousand pages it's really long yeah it's really long and the whole, you know, first X hours pages of the book are just character development, all these crazy backstories. And then even every time things transition, right? So the stand is some post-apocalyptic thing. After, let's say, no spoilers, after the the, the transition to the post-apocalyptic part, I can't say that word, there's a whole other series of stories about just things that happen to that have nothing to do with the story, like nothing to do with the uh, eventual story. Yeah, but they're cool little. You don't tell me, I tell you. You don't tell Um, me, I tell you. No, even before that, just the people that sort of uh, died accidentally and things. Oh yeah, that's what I'm talking about. All those little tidbits. Oh right, right, right. 
uh, it makes it all realer, though. <laughs> it makes yeah. it real. And uh, mm-hmm. what was the, what the other thing I was going to point ahead on this? I don't know. But oh, so the, the other of- thing that blows me away that I don't know how he does this. It's crazy. That's All it. his books are like tied. They're they have tied little together. characters yeah. here and there that you don't like in uh, the, the, the 1963, which are, I don't know how yep. that didn't make it on my, oh yeah, 11, 63, right? Mm-hmm. He goes back in time and he bumps into the kids that were like on the like green area of the town in, in it. It's the same yep. kids that end up fighting the clown or whatever. It's crazy that he, and he can like That's keep right. it all. He's crazy. It's nuts. Yeah, he's got know. it all in his brain. Yeah. All of it. Like, uh-huh. and um, I forget what he says his favorite series. And it's not even, I want to uh, say it's the Dark Tower books. Like, I should say, I don't even think his, I remember listening to him talk about this. It's not that his favorite books are the Dark Tower books, but those are the ones that he's had in his brain since like the very beginning. Yeah. Yeah. And those are really strange, but also fun to, to read and listen to. Yeah. Uh, and he ties those into every story. Like, oh, yeah, like, yeah, they just bump into random characters that are in there, like the TikTok man and mm-hmm. uh, flag and all that stuff. Yeah, anyways, if you haven't, uh, if you want, <laughs> if, you, if you want to spend the rest of your life reading, <laughs> yeah, Stephen King books, the first one I listened to, I didn't mention, I don't know why it's not on my list here from a Buick 8, which, mm-hmm. which I don't know, that was like the my first, uh, I listened to it, uh, discs out of the library. I was like, well, I'll can't, try, can't Stephen believe you write all this down, that's crazy, hooked. Down. I told you because I, I don't know if I listen to it or not. And now my wife has an account, and she, so she wants some of the books. So I'm like, well, now I have a list. Separate account? Too. No, we just use the same account. Yeah. But she's like, oh, can I use this book? And then I'm like, why would I ever get this book? You know. So I, and then like I didn't do this, so, oh, so but it was for her because yeah. it was something you know, you know different different interest. Uh, <laughs> longest audio of gray is that what is all it is? Just longest audio book you've listened to? Probably the stand. Oh, the stand. Okay. Uh, I don't know of one I have that's longer. There might have been a longer one. Atlas Shrugged is the longest one. I I actually read Atlas Shrugged. Holy smokes, really? Yeah. Wow. I don't think that's longer than The Stand. I'm looking it up right now. Yeah, it is. Because Atlas Shrugged is 60 hours. The Stand is like 48. Yeah. The Stand is 47 hours and 52 minutes. Why does my brain remember that? Why does my brain work up? And and Atlas Shrugged is 60. I know The Stand is is 40-something. I actually have The Stand on my bookshelf right there. So I have the book. Yeah, I have Atlas Shrugged somewhere around here too. Let's turn into a book show. <clears throat> it's a good, it's a good segue though, because remember, um, a couple. Of, it was it was a long time ago. We were talking about your kid being hooked on books, reading everywhere. Yeah, uh, Max is 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 getting. He's doing that, and good. it with certain books. Uh, James, this is also a confusing thing. I don't know. I've, I have read a little bit of the books. They're funny. James Patterson, an author. Yeah. He writes a lot of adult books, but he also writes kids' books, which is very strange. Yeah. Uh, Have you li- read he, any? Listen to any of his adult stuff? I may have. I don't know. I'd My wife that. got me into the Alex Cross series, so we've listened to uh, several Alex of those. Cross, yeah. But they're yeah. like not uh, nice. To, I mean, the, the, the bad stuff happens in those books. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, so yeah, so it's especially weird that he would take that sort of mind. And then write a right. children's book. Turn it into children's yeah. books. That's why I'm worried there's like weird stuff. In there. I know. <laughs> um, but he, he, um, yeah, he latched onto him. And we had a couple of days over the long weekend, Martin Luther King Day. Yeah. 
uh, we tra- you know, we traveled another weekend, and he was just reading, 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 reading. And what, what the, over the weekend, I'm like, we didn't make any plans. We should do something. And we went to the library. We took took out a bunch more books. And then he spent pretty much the entire rest of the day reading a book. And the next day, reading the book, like just sitting there reading, he would climb up into. We have this little loft we made. Yeah. He'd climb up in there and sit and read for like six hours. I mean, a crazy amount of wow, time. Wow, really? And yeah, like hours and hours. And I was torn because I'm like, maybe I should get him. We should go out and do something. I go, look, he's reading. I'm not going to stop him. That's like, it's one thing I'm not going to. It's weird how there are certain things. He could be playing video games. Like, no, you're done with this. No more video games. It's crazy. Get get out of there. But reading, you could do that forever. I'm not going to stop you. How did we decide what was good, what was bad? No, I, I, I have told my son, and, and I've, I've talked to teachers about it, actually. I'm like, I've told him to put the book down. I'm like, put the book down and come do the thing. Uh, because he just was, this was when he first was like, really, this is probably two years ago, and he's a little better about it now. He's a lot better about it now. But he was just always reading, and it was like to the point where it was like antisocial. We would sure. get like a thing, and like all these kids are running around, and he's just like stuck in this little nook reading a book. And I'm like, you got to. Well, when you don't have to worry about him picking it up again, I guess I was taking advantage of it as, a, um, you know, take it take it where you can get it. I suppose. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think I don't no. I, I, I don't. I don't think he did the wrong thing. You know, especially if it's just something that I think everybody. Well, at least for me, in my experience, I was the same way. Like, I didn't. I hated reading, and then my dad. He, I was much older, probably in my in my young teens. I remember the book. My dad gave me uh, Clive Cussler, uh, the Titanic. Mm-hmm. And I was okay. hooked. And uh, Well, I've that read. is the key, right? Kids will read that you can't just hand them whatever you want and say, read, read, read. They're yeah. going to read if they're interested. And so, I mean, there maybe there's a tip, right? I don't, you don't know what they're going to be interested in. So the best thing you can do is to give them everything, right? Is to keep going back to the library, keep checking out new books, keep, go to the shelves yourself, look at what's popular pick up books, flip through them and say, hey, why don't you check this out? Like, read the first few pages, see what you think, right? And if they take it and they sit down and they never put it down, like, okay, well, there's the one, right? And then get yeah. the rest of that series or, or get everything else from that author. Just keep feeding them what they like uh, if that gets yeah. them motivated. Because they're not going to seek out, I mean, unless they already have – Unless there are some kids might if they're already, they already know that they they want to seek these things out, but they're not yeah. going to go out of their way. To, well, I hate reading, but maybe if I find the right book, yeah, we got lucky. I think I we hit uh, Roald Dahl, and he loved it. And he, I don't remember which book, but uh, you know, and he's written James and the Giant Peach and um, Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, right? Was him? Mm-hmm. Yep, 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 and a whole bunch of other books. Uh, the one of them's a robot, I think, Mister. Iron Giant or something. I Is don't that know. the creepy anyways, guy? Wait. Um, he. Anyways, my son like consumed everything he could find. My Royal Doll. He doesn't. Royal Doll. Yeah, yeah Royal Doll. So we got, I think that was part of our. And then from there, he's like just learned how to read, and then he could just expose himself to a lot of other things. Uh, my yeah, wife and I have bumped into a couple times where he just won't read a book that we want him to read or wanted him to read or thought he would be interested in reading, and we had to push him a little bit. And we actually talked to his teacher about this, because uh, then this beginning of this year in fourth grade, like he read all that stuff in like two second grade, a second half of second grade, and then in the beginning of this year, he's in fourth grade. Uh, he just started reading. He read all the Roald Dahl books again, and we're like, "You read all these? Like, I don't mind yeah, you so reading what? 
book. Yeah. Well, um, I wanted him to uh, push himself. I and mean, he'd like read one in a night. I wanted him to push his, you know, push himself a little, challenge yourself, read sure. a little bit yeah. more. And we asked the teacher and she was like, yeah, you know, it'll come, you know, but I understand the concern, but I'll, I'll, I'll recommend some things for him. And I bought him some books and my wife got him a book and he, and he, and he recently made the good point. Like my wife, bought him a I bought him a book at a garage sale, Artemis Fell. I thought he'd love it. I thought it'd be right up his alley. Uh I read the first chapter. I kind of enjoyed it. Um I'm probably gonna back and read that. But he he didn't didn't want to he tried a couple times he said didn't he understand it. I just think he didn't get into it yet. And then uh he said uh I just don't why do I have to read a book if I don't like it? I've read like half that book and I just don't like it. And I've never been able to do that. If I start a book I'm finishing it. Uh like I, this could be the worst book ever, and I just don't like it. But I I can't like not finish it for whatever reason. This is hilarious. So I was totally listening to what you were saying. Um, it doesn't sound like it. <laughs> it re- this this conversation reminded me of, I think it was the Diary of a Wimpy Kid book. No, it was some other book. I can't remember what it was. Two brothers or whatever. And I, I must have told the story on the show where where in the story the kid was like, oh, you know, I, I we. I got my convinced my brother not to leave his room anymore because I told him the author of this book was in the hallway because he's got his picture on the back cover of the book and he's like super creepy looking and I couldn't remember his name and I just searched for creepy authors what (laughs) creepy child authors and his face popped up in the image search and there's this article on some site like about creepy child I still can't find his name but I'm staring at the picture of him what is his name? I'm going to have to send it to you because you know the name. It's uh, the author of Where the Wild Things Are. Is that it? What's his name? Uh, I don't know. Where the Wild Things Are. Author. We can't hear you, audience. You have I know. To yell I'm sorry. Louder. Uh, no, I've nev- that's I've not never- him. Maurice Sendak. That's not him. No, 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 no. no. I've never. Uh- I never understood that book. People love that book, and I'm just like, I don't get it. It's a little weird, yeah. I don't get it. I'm going to send you the picture. You'll know his name. It's another one of these books where the kid acts like a jerk, and everybody's like, I love this book, and this story is so awesome. And the kid acts like a jerk, and he gets to eat his dinner in his room because he was such a jerk. Um, Like like, like the monkey books. Like the monkey. Curious George. Curious George. Like, uh, uh, what's the, who's the girl that lives in a New York hotel? I hate those. I won't read those to my daughter. Uh, I don't know. There's a there's some girl who's like, parents are dead or something. It's crazy. Like she basically lives in a hotel, abuses the doorman, gets everything she wants. It's it's awful. It's such a terrible premise. Eloise. That sounds like it. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds like that sounds like it. Huh. Do you see his picture? Do you see it? Um, opening it. It's not doing it. Trendsetter. Oh. <laughs> Who is that guy? You don't know who it is. Come on. It's on the back cover of like a super popular book. You don't know who that is? No. Well, how, I remember his name. Did you do like find this image on Google? How do I do that? It's pretty amazing. You just click on it and you go search Google for image, right? Click on it and... Uh, oh, da, can da, I do da, that? Shell Silverstein. Oh, yeah. Shell Silverstein, <laughs> right. I'm telling you, Google is amazing. Oh my goodness, that... it found him right away. Welcome, yeah. Shell Silverstein. Yeah, this guy is super creepy. Right, so what was... Maybe he did write uh, The Missing Piece, he wrote... Um, books. The Giving Tree. The Giving Tree. Yeah. That's the one. The Giving Tree. He's Because he's got his face on the back of the book, and it's... Yeah. <laughs> like, huge, right on the back cover. A Light in the Boom. Attic is the other one. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Very creepy. Yeah. Take a yeah. look. If you, I mean, if you haven't read that to your kids yet... 
Uh, tell them if, if they're bad, Shel Silverstein is going to... He's got <laughs> better pictures. Like, I mean, he, he looks kind of normal if you look at the other no, pictures No, but you're right. You're right. Like, if you go to on his website here, shellsilverstein.com, if you go to About Shell, the pictures on the back of his books, it's like, I would eat the you. Creepy, he picked the creepiest one. I am going yeah. to eat you. Here's this and one the with other. his guitar and his foot. And another mm-hmm. one like, hmm, you look like you have a tasty heart. There's one where I'm going to have my mouth open with all these kids around. There's one with that. <laughs> He's showing too many teeth. Murder hat. I'm going to wearing a little beanie cap like I'm uh, working in the boneyard. Here's one with just my eyes and I'm wearing some kind of cloak. Weird guy. Weird pictures. Oh, Very it is weird from Diary of a Kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a Shell Silverstein is a real life author of a book known as The Giving Tree. Greg thinks, Greg is a character in Diary of a Kid. Greg thinks he looks more like a burglar or a pirate than a children's book author and hence he was scared of him when he was younger as a young child greg had a habit of getting out of bed much to the annoyance of parents (laughs) so remember i talked about this which has led to his father scaring him with a picture of shell his father in the book told him that shell silverstein was waiting in the hallway for him oh my god in his room (laughs) so i did the same thing to max Uh a couple years ago i think and i don't remember what the outcome was but the the picture of him is great. Oh, oh my goodness. The cartoon picture of him. The cartoon picture of the portrayal of him from the back of the book. It's hilarious. <laughs> there it is. You can take a look. Whew. Yeah, take that uh, the, offline. The, the Wimpy Kid books. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> well, I got a link. To, I'll put a link to that in the... Uh, oh, my goodness. That's funny. The w- <laughs> <laughs> oh, the book dark. in real life. Book in real life. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. I'll put a link on the show notes for that. Oh, that's pretty funny. I can't deal with this. Okay. Okay. Um, Hopefully people have a copy of The Giving Tree and they can just look yeah. on the back. Um, wow. So we took the circuitous route talking about books. It's, we're a half hour done already. Books almost. are important. So it, keep, it is, give your good. kids, you know, take them to the library. That's the important part. Go to the library. They're going to be like, oh, mm. we'll go to the library. It's boring. Yeah. Let them, let them, just give them, let them draw. Who cares, right? Don't sit there on your phone and tell them to go find books they want because that's crazy. They're not going to find anything. Sit them down at like the crayon table. My kids have like, no problem. Yeah, well, they they'll do that eventually, right? They'll but if you if they're off. having if you're trying to get them into books, oh get yeah, there. Yeah. Okay, okay. Go to the shelves. Be like, just make a pile. Yeah. Check out fifty books if you have to. As many as you can carry. They don't care. It's a library. I know. I like, don't understand. Why they don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't understand either. Like, this isn't too many. You're fine with this. Yeah. They're like, great. Do back uh, in, you know, funny story. Weeks. So my, my daughter comes uh, running up to us and uh, I don't know, Saturday morning or something. Oh, I found the book. I found the book. And this is, uh, yeah, my, yeah. And she's like, oh, what book? Yeah. Well, <laughs> yeah. And uh, my wife takes it back to, this is a school library. So she takes it back to the school library today. And uh, the woman's like, oh, great. Here, hang on a second. And I guess this book is like three months missing. And uh, hands her back her back? check. Yeah. So yeah, like, yeah. I never actually cashed the check. She's oh, like, wow. Oh, oh, wow. All right. Well, she's like, this happens all the time. So I always sit on these checks for a little while. Oh, so, that's good. Nice yeah. balanced checkbook. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why isn't this clearing? Right. Yeah. It's awful. Uh, good. Hey, listen, we got our money back. Those uh, library books are expensive. You can't just buy them off Amazon. You got to get the uh, library, get the library version, the rugged version. Yeah. You know what? I don't mind, though. We lose one every once in a while. And I say, forget it. Listen, I'm happy to give you the money. Sorry right. we inconvenienced you. You're doing good stuff here. And we owe some late fees. She's like, oh, I'm sorry to tell you, we owe you two bucks. I'm like, just take five. Yeah. Keep the change. Get yourself a coffee. 
I need a coffee. I need a yeah, coffee, but it's late. We're recording late tonight and a uh, day late. So. Yeah, it's late. Day late. Everything's late. Uh, Week's late. I've had to go into work early now on Wednesdays. Did I, did I mention this on the show? That I, I got roped it, into teaching yeah. a Raspberry Pi class? Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. That, that's not what you do at work. But. No, no, no. It's not what I do at work. But uh, I didn't really get roped into it. I volunteered. The original oh, is instructor. It, is it after? I, is it I, I swear. That's I, why you I, left early, I see. Yeah, that's why I leave early on Wednesdays now. It's last two. I leave at 2.30 because I got to get Whoa. I got to get to school for by three and kind of get set up. Um, so, yeah. So, long story short, which I think I mentioned on the show, basically. The, What's a Raspberry Pi? Uh, I'm going to get there. The instructor- uh, yeah, we have a lot of Raspberry Pi talk, but the instructor got deployed. The original instructor, he was a military guy. He was just volunteering, and um, he's a younger guy. And he offered to teach his class at the, at the school. And this is again my my son's in fourth grade. It's fourth grade and up, and he got deployed into the military, so he had to cancel the class. And I'm like, oh, I can volunteer. I said, I probably can run the class. Do you have a curriculum? And uh, you know, we got together and. So now I teach the class. <laughs> Yay. Um, having never touched a Raspberry Pi before, but I'm familiar with Linux and a Ras. Oh, so yes. What's a Raspberry Pi? A Raspberry Pi is a little self-contained computer. It's got a little video card on it. So you just plug it in to a, a display, digital display, and it's got a couple USB ports. So you can just plug in a keyboard and a mouse and you're on your way. Oh, and power. Um, but that usually runs off of the USB on the monitor. So it's really a very, it's about the size of a deck of cards and you can, uh, you run a little Unix system on there and it's great for teaching. It's great for all kinds of things. Um, it's small, so it's not like you're going to, you know, run, uh, amazon.com off it or anything, but you can do a lot of different things on it. So it's like a tiny computer. It's a tiny computer. Yeah. Yeah. And it's cheap. Oh, it's cheap, which is the best thing. Yeah. It's like 40 bucks now, I think, for the, the model three, the newest. Well, they're one. up to, they're up to three. Yeah. They had yeah. a, they had like an A and an yeah. A plus and then a two. It's a very strange. Yeah. It's weird. Number. But I think several, it's like a three B we're on now. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, it, and it doesn't have a ton of memory. So you're not like, you know, do any heavy stuff, but it's great because it's cheap and it's all self contained and it's really like easy to just plug in and go. And you got a little memory card on there that you put your, files and stuff on and uh and it's great for the classrooms and stuff for what what kind of things do you, what's your curriculum look like here what so, are you teaching them so so a couple of different things so the, i we you know we did uh we've written two programs one uh it's turtle we have made a turtle walk across the screen and anybody that at least in my of our mid early 40s uh i remember using logo logo yeah yeah which is turtle is sort of a the same thing. It's the same package, the same instruction set. I, I looked into it a little bit. It's it's a logo, but now it's turtle. Um, and logo I guess, was a turtle. Yeah, logo was a turtle. Right. Yeah, I know. But now the package is called turtle, and it was invented in like 1966 as a instruction aid for teaching people how to write programs. Um, so we're learning. For teaching people how boring it is yeah. to uh, tell computers what to do. Hey, but it's f- fun because you're telling this turtle what to do. Forward 100, turn right 90 degrees. Forward 100, turn right 90 degrees. <laughs> and they get impatient. Yeah. Go, just, I just want you to go, just draw a star. That's what I want. Hey, this one. So <clears throat> we can get into the, all sorts of interesting things are happening in the class. Uh, the class immediately separated itself. I have, so I have 11 kids. I have two kids, two girls. Nine boys, which I think is about, you know, uh, 
what the tech industry looks at, you know, when you see software programming and it, what are you doing of, to uh, um, recruit more girls? I'm doing nothing. <laughs> Although I did say to the one woman who's picking up her daughter today, I'm like, oh, it's great having her in the class. And, uh, you know, and, and like, especially, and it's a little weird, but she especially said, since I girl. No, no. And in fact, she, there's like, uh, you know, one kid is sort of he's I, I would he's got more experience with this stuff and he's writing he, he wrote he actually was the first project was to make a square and we kind of ran over on the first day because i was going over the pie and the connections and showing what a usb cable and hdmi cable and blah, 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 blah. but uh and today he was like his thing was drawing a star he had to draw an octagon and then he had to wow. draw something else. i'm like how are you doing like how are you getting all this <laughs> and he's like got like half angles and stuff in there do you know calculus yeah <laughs> like uh what like what's going on? he's like a lot of cut and paste so he had just cut and paste oh. over and over and however many however many faces he needed he was writing cut and pasting and then just changing the angle and the distance that i was walking uh-huh. um I was like, wow, that's okay. So, you know, and then all, of course, all the other kids are just doing all this cut and paste stuff. So they get these huge things. One person ended up with two turtles and that was hilarious. Um, so, but again, two girls, nine, nine boys. Uh, I what, how, I, 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 I don't, where are the rest? Get into this. Well, that's my question. Where is the class that has nine girls and two boys? What do you mean? Where is it? Which, which class do I sign my son up for? Where there will be nine girls and two boys in it. They have to be somewhere. Why? Do you think they're just sitting at home doing nothing? N- no. Is it gymnastics? Is it horseback riding? What is it? Oh, 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 oh. I thought you meant the equivalent Raspberry Pi class somewhere that was had the, uh, the other, no, the saying, other Where ratio. are they? Where do their interests that, lie? And how did it get that way? Uh, you know. Parents. <clears throat> parents. You think so? Society and parents, yeah. yeah. Well, society influencing both the kids and the parents, right? So you can be like, oh, kids are raw and green. They're not affected by society. They are pretty quickly, but they're mostly affected by parents. Mm. And the parents are affected by society. Yeah. It's, it's, it's tricky. You can't really uh, put it in a vacuum. I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. I don't, I don't know, know how, how to ever do it either. overcome that. I mean, we've been over the experiments I've done with my kids and the colors and my daughter and the pink yeah. and the purple and yeah, give yeah, that yeah. trick to your mom stuff. And I have a pink phone case, which even today, like yesterday, I was at basketball with my son. Me and I'm the only dad there, and, and one other dad comes in, of course. We're the only two dads there. I don't know. Everybody does drop off. This woman is like, what time does this end again? I'm like, 11. You know, I'm like, she, she's just itching to get out of there. Right? I don't want to get started. Okay, I'm not going to talk about that. So I, I pull my phone in my pocket to look something up, and he looks instantly, looks at me, goes, is that your phone? Because it's got a pink case yeah. around it. <laughs> and I'm like, dude, what do you think? I stole someone's phone? I'm like. What are you talking about? It's like, well, I don't know. Uh, it's not your wife's phone? Like, Nice. And nice. why would it be my wife's phone? He's like, because it's, it's got a pink case. Mm-hmm. Why can't I have a pink case? Like, But that's it right there. That is it. I'm not going to be like in super angry about this, but it's comical, right? Because I'm looking at him going, no, it's my phone. And he's like, oh, okay. Yeah, sure. You know, he's kind of like, it's fine. Stay away from the weird guy with the pink phone case. But why? This is my point. Why does it make it's? It didn't. Nobody even thinks about it, right? You see, pink. It's for girls. It. I was looking for. I was searching for bikes for my son on Craigslist. I'm like, ah, I might as well look for some. See if I can find some gold mine on Craigslist and find some awesome thing for cheap. Every listing, girls' bike, boys' bike. It says right in the title, 24 yeah. inch girls' bike. I look at it. It's just like a little bit purple. 
whatever. It's just the boys' bike painted. It's just a bike. The frames. The frames not different. No, with the Same lower thing. bar. Yeah. The lower bar, so they can wear their damn skirts yeah. through it. Like what? <laughs> I mean, you understand the purpose of the curvy. That's a girl's bike because the bar curves down. Yeah. So they can step through it while they're wearing a skirt, which kids are not doing anyway. It doesn't like no one even understands the reason anymore. Yeah. yeah. Why? Like, so I, I'm doing. I you know I do these things on a purpose because I have a daughter because I want to I want to mess with her perception, right? No, yeah. I, I guy can have a pink phone case. What's a big deal? And she's you know now yeah. she's like uh, become adjusted to it. She doesn't tell me to give my purple shirt back to mom anymore. <laughs> You got to work on these things. I'm serious because you got to, you got to, sometimes you have to, you have to push against the opposing I think it, force. I don't think it was the color. I think it was because it was too small. No, it was the color. <laughs> in the bra. Um, so in that sense, I yeah. think that's, I mean, that's the kind of, that's the exact reason why we need things like, well, affirmative action, isn't it? But why we need programs to encourage girls and women yeah to do different things it's not because they can't it's because there are fewer numbers in the pool and we'd like to increase the numbers in the pool and because society is encouraging them not to so it's not so much that like in general girls can't do engineering yeah it's just that as as you already demonstrated only 20 percent yeah, right. Of the female population yeah. is even being introduced to it. And so just by statistically, mm-hmm. you're going to end up with it skewed in that direction. And and the other thing that I found interesting is that this this one, I have two like I said I have two girls in the class. One of them I don't know, I can't tell. She's very like just talks the whole time, so I'm just like uh <laughs> And like, I don't know, uh, but, but she's, this one's quiet and she, uh, she's also the same parent. I don't know if I mentioned this last week on the way out, she didn't put her monitor back and her parent made her go back and get and like, no, you have to go back and put it away. But I did already, but no, you didn't go do it. And I was like, oh, nice parent. Good for you. Uh, so she was like, <laughs> not just like, usually it's just like, I got my kid. I got to get out of here. Boom. I'm gone. Right. I got to get to the next thing. But she was like, no, go do and put your thing away. And then you say, thank you to, the, you know, good manners. It's important to help the teacher. Teaches kids this. A lot mm-hmm. of it is not that. It's like, oh, get the kid off to the next thing and see ya. You know. Um, uh, so, do you think you'll get any Dunkin' Donuts gift cards for this? <laughs> I don't think so. But uh, she's, uh, <laughs> but she's, all, but she's good at it too. Like she has, she's quiet and she's doing her work and uh, and getting like progressing on the thing. Um, so, so it's good. I, I, I think she has a future in it. I mean, it's, at, you know, and these kids are nine years old, but I think if she wanted to, she could have a future in it because as far as like the rest of the class goes, I think she's probably maybe like number two of the, of the 11 kids as far as like getting right. Like, but it's the hard part is not associating gender with it to be like, oh, she's really good for a girl. Like you just I don't do that. No, I didn't say that. I, I know you're <laughs> oh, not. Okay, I know, I, I know you're not. Yeah. But it's for everyone, it's really hard to not do that because they already stand out because they're girls in the class yeah. and they're, they're only two of them and it's weird. Yeah. But if it was 50-50, yeah. it might be easier to just think of them as a group of kids and the expectation would be, well, whatever, whoever it turns out, it turns out. Yeah. So, But do you, should you actively go around recruiting this is my sort of dilemma, right? Should you go around trying to recruit or specifically advertising to for the next session, maybe? Yeah. Trying to get more girls in the class. 
I don't know. I don't. I, I thought about this. And I'm like, how do you? How would you put it? We take girls you too. Literally, like, you, yeah, we you literally want your girls to sign up. <laughs> sign your daughter. Like then it's just so you, you feel, have to trick the parents. I mean, do you make the posters pink? Right. That's uh, that's interesting. You could change it up in the and that yeah uh, that that would be an interesting. It thing. It goes against, but yeah. it, and this is the irony of it, right? It goes against the whole premise that the colors fill fill the like because the blurb goes home because it's an enrichment class, right? So there's all the all the enrichment classes come home in the same piece of paper. I would spell it out. Be like last session we had two girls in the class. Fix this, people. You know, sign your daughters up for engineering courses. But then, but then somebody's gonna be like, "Whoa, there's only two girls in that." I'm like, my girls, my daughter maybe. want to do that, you know? Yeah. Or maybe, maybe I should just put a bunch of emoticons, like smiley faces and hearts and stuff, in the description. <laughs> and maybe I don't know, or maybe make the color different. I wonder if they in color. Man, this could be interesting. But so you're pandering to the parents at that point, I think. Well, you said make it pink on pink paper. I did, and for the for the to, again, it, it, who are you trying to? Who are you trying to trick into signing them up? Like, is it the, do you want to get the kids to say, "Mom, Mom, sign me up for this," or do you are you just trying to say, "Like, hey, parents, look, no, you should no, totally no. sign your daughter." Well, so up for this. we give it to my we give we give the paper to my kid and my son. And be like, "Do you want to do any of these?" And he's like, "He's been looking at that Raspberry Pi one, uh, like I said, since okay. last year." So he knew before he could he could only do it at fourth grade. So as soon as it hit this year, he, we hit. He had to get the thing in because it fills up fast and everything. So he was like, first one out the door with that form because he wanted to do it. So. Uh, this is a challenge because yeah. I worry in that sense, right? If I gave a paper to my son and paper to my daughter, yeah. let's pretend they were the same age and said, which ones of these do you want to do? You know, would he pick computers and sports and stuff and she would pick doll dresses and horseback riding? Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe, right? But how much of it is because of is is nature versus nurture, right? I don't know. I have no idea. Yeah. I really have no idea. And then how much of it should I force them in the other direction? How much should I push him to do girly things, right? And push her to do boy things? Yeah. I don't know what the word is. Uh, I I don't know what the answer is. I think a, a little bit in both directions. Like yeah. get him doing more things that he's not interested in. Like nudge him in the other direction. So we had a f- funny thing happen. They were playing Legos the other day. And uh, my son was playing, my nine-year-old was playing with my five-year-old. Lego bricks. Yeah, right. Lego pieces. Uh, and uh, they were, my daughter, my five-year-old got, Helen got uh, one of the Lego friends set, which is catered to the girls. It's the figures <laughs> are different. The pieces yeah, are different. Girls, the sets right. are different. They're very and, curvy. And one of the books I read in that long list of above was uh, a Lego book and how they've done a lot of research on this and they've, you know, they, they've tried because it is a majority of a male thing, a male boy to boy toy. And, uh, not that way. Um, and, <laughs> and, and, but they found that the girls are much more interesting in like the accessories and the little pieces and like the dog bones and the hair bows and this kind of thing instead of, you know, uh, the, I, you know, I don't know what the boys and just, just all the regular other stuff. Like, but anyways, my point was my, my son is playing with my daughter. They both have some of their sets out and they're kind of like, oh, and the, the, the girls sets, they drive me crazy because of this. They're all the little pieces and they don't all like yeah. stay together because they have a lot more pets and a lot more people and a lot more parts, this little stuff. Uh, and they're like a lot more houses type things, like facades of, of situation storefronts and, you know, pools and like just their facades. And they, so all these <laughs> everything pieces fall fake. off. It's weird. Yeah. And it's just different. It's not weird. It's not weird. It's just different. Right. And, but my son does say to my, my no, no, that's one of the boy to, that's one of the boy cars. That's a girl car. And I was like, whoa, whoa. I come running out of the room. I'm like, what do you mean? It's a, what did you just say? And it's I was, a Lego friend. I'm like, he's like, what do you mean? I said, 
And he wouldn't, he wouldn't repeat it. So he knew what he, he actually, I couldn't get him to repeat it. Cause he's like, it's a, I said it was a Lego friends car and that was a regular Lego car. And I'm like, no, that's not what you said. That's not what you said. Yeah. And he's like, well, regular, you know what I mean, dad? You know what I meant? Normal. You know? Yeah. You know what I meant? That's a boy Lego thing. I'm like, huh? That's so, I mean, it happens already and I try to like fight it, but you can only get so far with it. So. So how do they recognize it? Like, why do they know that it's even geared towards them? I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. Hmm. Hmm. But here, here, you want to get a little deeper on this? So the class I have set up, there's 11 kids, and they've kind of set themselves up in four different tables. And this sort of happened naturally. On one end, I have uh, – <clears throat> there's three kids on one table that all are sort of uh, – they'll ask for help, but they want to try and figure it out on themselves at first. Like I'll give them the instructions and then they'll work through it. If they get stuck or something's broken, they'll ask for help, but they'll start and they'll follow instructions on their own. The next table, and I'm, I did not do this, but it's all the chi- I have three Chinese kids and, <laughs> and they're sitting together and they all sat themselves together. One of the kids is like, he, he was the kid that was doing, drawing the octagons when everyone else is trying to figure out how to make three right turns. Uh, you know, so he is, ahead of everybody and he blew through all the lesson today and he was done early. So, uh, and then two of the other kids and they're very quiet. Um, again, they will ask for help when they sort of need it. And then I have this other table, which has a couple of kids and they don't, uh, I can't really tell what their story, but they, they sort of end up with the fourth table who is constantly like, what do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do next? What do I do? And I'm like, you didn't, you're, here's the sheet. You're on step four. You didn't do step four and then step five. And then like, these are the instructions. Go through them. Okay. I, I did it. Now what? Why isn't it working? Why isn't it a square? I'm like, well, look at your program. Why would you, why would you think, you know, what I, cause I don't, I don't try and I try not to just do it for them or give them the answer right away. And it's so weird how they, they, they've set themselves, they've all segregated themselves in one by race, two by, uh, like sort of skill level. And I didn't, like I said, I didn't do any of that. They just did it themselves and sort of obvious question. Why I'm, why have you not answered this yet? What? Which table is your son at? Oh, he's at the first table, sort of work on it, uh, the first table all the way. And I'm kind of going to be with the uh, Chinese kids. Uh, no, no. But I, I, and this sounds terrible, but I don't totally don't mean it. I'm glad to see them interact. Like just like I, when I went to school, we had no, it was all white kids. I mean, there was one kid, I think yeah. who was half a different race, but, and for him to just totally, <laughs> the what I said, there was half one, a di- half a different race. Well, yeah. What do you want me to say? It's one kid that was half black. I, I'm trying to be like uh, abstract about it. Just to, my point is that it was a very white school mm-hmm. and for him yeah, too. to just integrate and, he, and, and, you know, so he's, it's great for him and to see that he did, he knows all their names and they just, you know, they all interact together and it's great. Mm-hmm. But then when they se- cause when they separated themselves, I was like, huh, do they, is there like a thing like that? goes through everything where like the Chinese kids don't associate with the white kids and the, you know, like, and then there's the Indian kids. I don't have any Indian kids. Were in my the two class, girls at the same table? No, they're at the far end. That's just kind of also interesting. Really? They're the far, too far. This ends like uh, the four tables. They're on the opposite ends of themselves. I don't know how that happened. Uh, hmm. yeah, uh, it's sort of weird. I, there's a lot of sociological experiments you could do here. Are you going to mix up the seating chart just for fun? Nope. Nope. I'm not going to, I'm not trying to get, I'm not trying to do the, uh, 
the sociological sociological. Well, I feel like that's I don't you know I don't I don't want to leave it up to the kids in general because yeah. then they have to kind of you know one kid will get left down. Oh, I don't know anybody. And yeah, I watched it happen in my son's classroom. Like not to him, but to other kids. They picked their own seats. Yeah, early on, and. Like three or four of them got together at a table. They're like, yeah, well, sweet. We're all here. Let's all sit here. And then they're like, their one fifth friend was kind yeah. of left off because yeah. the table sat four. And then I I forget exactly what happened. And then like some other friend they really liked showed up. So they moved to another table that fit like the five of them. And then the other kid was still left. It was, I don't know. The whole thing was just awful. Right. It's just like, wow. I mean, you just totally told that kid that he was. Basically yeah. seventh in yeah. line. Yeah, know, seventh in the <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I have I mean the kids have to sit three or four to a table, so I, I don't yeah. have that I don't I don't have any like kids that are by themselves. Although there's one kid, the other kid that the white kid that's not at the that's at the Chinese table, he's not at the He's like I said, he's sort of lost and doesn't really. The Chinese table. That's nice. <laughs> well, it's funny they all like the and the three Chinese kids sat all on the same side of the table, all next to each other, and they're all like and they're all super quiet. I, I don't know. So the so the other kid couldn't see their work. Well, it's not really like that. But I mean, <laughs> this is pretty simple stuff. Like they wrote "Hello World" today. Uh, the, That's the, good. Sounds like fun. Yeah. Now I want to start a Raspberry Pi class. Yeah. Well, I I want to learn now. I want to learn some more stuff about mm-hmm. Raspberry Pi because it's super cool. Like you, like I said. Well, there's not much to learn. It's just a computer. But it there there it has inputs and outputs. So it has like uh some physical interfaces you can use. Yep pins mm-hmm. you can put expansion boards on and whatnot but you yeah. can also just wire straight into and yeah. use as like uh analog inputs and later, on and later lesson we have uh breadboards and we have leds that are going to go on the breadboards i haven't gotten into that lesson but very good yeah so they're gonna very good turn lights on and stuff i have a project i would like to make one into although i could just use a regular computer if i would just be willing to move something around in the house uh i want to make a raspberry pi into a tiny little, not a recording studio so much, but uh, it's surprisingly difficult to record. I mean, we're recording a podcast here, so I'm somewhat experienced with this. Uh, to record multiple tracks or inputs, let's say, at the same time. So what that means is if you have a microphone and you have a drum set and a guitar and say you have old band, you have a bass guitar, another guitar, two singers, all this stuff... You don't really want to record all that into one like microphone because then you can't fix it later. Right. You want to record them all into separate tracks or separate files or just separate whatever. And then use your computer later to, to fix the sound and the quality and the leveling and then mix it all together and then make it all sound good. So recording them separately in the first place is difficult so on any computer you always just have one input and the raspberry Pis have one audio input so you could record one source technically you could record left and right separately so there's two channels uh but that's kind of beside the point so you you kind of you sort of have two channels but i want to i want to make one and add on some additional pieces to it and give it multiple channels you know maybe three or four or whatever it could be just the two stereo channels would be good enough but i probably need like four but add on they sell a little touch screen for these things too. They're like 70 bucks. They're not too bad. Yeah, right. It's pretty uh, cool. Build a little box out of it and yeah. just have a little, uh, you know, I just need something that says, okay, go start recording and then show me like does a little visualization could show the levels of each channel, which would be cool. So you'd know it's working. 
you know, maybe you could adjust the gain. Yeah, right? Cool stuff like that. Yeah. Just let it record. And when it's done, wrap, wrap it all up, send it off somewhere so I can edit it on the regular computer. Who knows? There's all kinds of fun little projects you could do. They're not um, super stable, I'll tell you that. Like, they uh, they won't really run forever. I mean, you'll have to kind of plug them, unplug them, plug them in again, maybe rebuild them. But they're, they're not... They're not gonna last for the long haul. Like you get a, you got like an iMac or something at home. You leave the thing running. You don't think about it. It's fine. Yeah. The right. Raspberry Pis will basically turn themselves to garbage if you just leave them oh, running really? after a certain number of months. <laughs> I mean, you can fix them, right? Yeah. You can sort of reinstall things, but there, it all kind of comes down to the maybe the Raspberry Pi three is better. It comes down to like the 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 power, the voltage regulators on the. Oh really? On the on the device oh, itself, okay. yeah. Because you mess up the power feed into this thing, and then all of a sudden it's writing zeros instead of ones, and yeah. And that's it how computers work, right? It's got to be on or off, this or that, huh? One or zero, true or false? Right, 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 right. You right, get right. that one answer wrong. Yeah, it looks wrong. real weird. Uh, hmm. That's interesting. I, so I thought you were going to tell me like the memory chips just burn out. No, no, they end up just kind of corrupting their right. little SD cards. Oh yeah, that's what I mean. So that's what I meant by memory chip. Uh, well, no, memory is different than the storage. It's not the same. Come on, don't conflate the two. Memory, as in random access memory, mm-hmm. which connects much speedier. It's volatile, so when you turn it off, it's lost. Yep. Uh, your your persistent storage isn't it called flash memory? Well, flash storage. All uh, right. You could call it flash memory, but it's not random access volatile memory. It's a, the SD cards are they're they're Persistent storage. They're like little hard drives. Okay. You turn the thing off, the data's still there. Right, I right, think right. Of a, I think of memory as the random access sure. memory, the okay. fast access sure. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So there's memory on the chip as well, of course. Right. Aside from the SD card. but um, So they're a lot of fun. I mean, unless you, 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 get, a, you get some sort of if you're going to buy one and do something at home with the kids, they make kits. So there's different places that sell kits for these. I don't know them off the top of my head here. I think I had them linked in some of the previous shows, actually. Uh, you can play Minecraft on them. It's going to be hideously oh. slow. Don't. Can I complain don't. about that? Did you really play Minecraft on these things? No, but it's on there. And that the one other fourth grade, the other other girl, oh, the other fourth grade girl, yeah. she just keeps bringing up Minecraft. Like I'm like, put the Minecraft away. I think. If I were to re- if I were to do this class again and I have to build them out because you oh, have yeah, to install, yeah. I would just not yeah. include Minecraft in the build. No, no, yeah, you got to fix them up. And then and then at like the last, I I can probably go through and just pull Minecraft off, uninstall it from yeah. all of them because it's so distracting. It's really like they just want to mm-hmm. get into Minecraft and like all right, and I almost like let them play Minecraft for five minutes at the beginning <laughs> of class and just be like, all right, you got enough and this is it. Because one kid's like, oh, I've never played before, and I'm like, I don't know. It's just like. If you, I like Minecraft. I think it's super cool. I think it's a worthwhile thing for kids to do in, in, you know, controlled amounts. But like, you have, I have like 45 good minutes with you guys. Just let's just work through this. And then you can, in seven weeks, you can take these things home and then you can do all the Minecraft you want all the time. Well, they get to keep them, huh? It's included in the cost of the class. Yeah, it's including the cost of the class. Yeah. Parents are going to throw them in the trash. 
Hey, do they don't get to keep monitors or anything, right? Just no. The well, they get to keep the Pi, the keyboard, the mouse, and you know the the really? the flash chip uh, and the flash storage chip, <laughs> yeah, and the video cable and the cable, so they can plug it into a TV. They can go home. Well, no, because we have an HDMI to DVI cable. So if they have an, no. if they have the HDMI cable at home, which a lot of people do. Yeah, and you can get pretty cheap. Then yeah, they can then they can just hook it up to their TV and they can type away on it and they can use it. So it's, play Minecraft. <laughs> yeah, or play Minecraft. Yeah, again, not a hater of Minecraft. I'm just a hater of like stop, like focus for two minutes. That's what we're gonna do when we get computers in our refrigerators. Just play Minecraft in the refrigerator. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, that reminded me of something that I forgot already. While you were talking. Listen, I'm going to give you, well, you can remember it, but I'm going to give a recap. So Saturday, we talked about mm -hmm. this last week. Saturday was the first day. I was like, okay, here's your chore list. I'm not going to babysit you on this. You're going to have to get these things done. And uh, it went, in the end, oh, it was successful. Like, I didn't have to stack the wood, and I was able to spend that time that I would have stacked the wood doing other stuff so that at the end, second half of the day we could hang out hang out and we did some we did some family stuff so it wasn't as smooth they were like basically like okay and they just went about their day like playing and playing and playing mm -hmm. and like yeah, didn't want to know what yeah. yeah and we're like so i was like no you have to get back to doing this you have to get back to doing this you have to get you know you know get back and do this so um you know that that we're going to see. I told them and I had all the conversations. I said, listen, this is why we're doing this. You're going to have chores every weekend. It is to help mommy and daddy with the house. And, uh, and it's so that we have more free time to hang out with you guys and do other stuff as a family. That's fun to do, not just chores for us all day. And then you get to play all day. And then we have to clean up after you at bed. Bastards. Yeah. I think it's going to be a process. Like I said, last week, it's not going to be, you know, I didn't expect the first day to go, but, you know, we didn't fight about it. We didn't scream and get yell and do a lot of threatening. It was like, no, you still have to do this. You still haven't done it and you have to do it. I don't want to do it. I know you don't want to do it, but you know, so it was, we let them, we ignored them for a while and then they still, they, you know, they went and do it. And then, mm -hmm. yeah. So I'm going to keep, I'm going to keep, uh, keep coming back with this one. Hopefully in a couple of weeks, I'll be like, yeah, they got up, they did the chores. Wishful Without thinking. your asking? That's what you're expecting? No, no. We have a list. My wife has started putting a list up uh, on the, the daily list. Like we have, okay. uh, you know, it's right there on the kitchen table. These are the things we're going to do today. This is a schedule for everybody's, you know, we used to do it at the beginning of the week. We'd go over the schedule and be like, okay, Monday of art class, Tuesday, you know, everybody has gymnastics class. Wednesday, you have raspberry pie class and you have uh, Girl Scouts. And then, so uh, we have a daily reminder every day now. So yeah. Girl Scouts. We'll see. What's wrong with Girl right Scouts? I mean, it's right there. Boy Scouts, Girl Scouts. Why did that even happen? Um, what are they doing with their genitals that requires them to be separate? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, well, I don't. I, I like that they're separate. Why? <laughs> In this case, because it gives it gives them freedom to be their gender without having to be. <laughs> Around the other, I, I, You're I mean, perpetuating the stereotype. So maybe there should be a, yeah. just a scouts, right? <laughs> hmm? Uh, well, yeah. Th there's an argument for this. I'm, I'm sort, I'm against it, but you know, um, I'm a little provincial on these things. But, yeah, you are a little bit. Well, what happens when they do different things? 
What happens when your daughter's in Girl Scouts and she's like, I don't want to just sell cookies. I want to go camping and shoot arrows. Well, they do camping and uh, shoot arrows. I don't know if they do shooting arrows and stuff. Can be a little bit different though. Yeah. But they, they, they are, they have camping and their, their troop leader has done like the outdoor training and stuff to take them. Maybe the key, maybe the real key is to get the troop leaders mixed. So there should be a, a, a male leader for the Girl Scouts, at least involved. Yeah. And there should be female leaders for the boys. Well, all right. My assistant den leader for my kids den is a woman, is one of the moms. So good. Good start. Good start. Yep. I mean, it's not, I don't, I don't know. I think there's times when you separate them and they, yeah, I don't know. Just can talk to them differently, can handle them differently. They act differently. I'm Uh, not arguing that they are different. Yeah. They certainly are different. But uh, perpetuating the idea that they should be different is uh, just kind of, well, it perpetuates it, you know, and it snowballs it in a way. Yeah. What do you mean? I, so I actually, actually, here's a funny example. I was doing this with my daughter the other day because it was entertaining. So my, my, we we're members of the boys and girls club. Mm-hmm. We are now too, by the way. Cracks me up. Yeah. Uh, and you know, my son goes there. It's like 40 bucks a year for him to go whenever he wants. Like, oh, that's great. Gee. He loves it to go there and play dodgeball. Yep. And uh, I said, Oh, you're going to be in kindergarten next year, Molly. That means because you got to be in kindergarten to be able to sign up. So that means you'll be eligible to go to the girls' club. Right. And she looks right at me and scowls at me. She goes, "You mean the boys and girls' club?" I go, "Oh, right, 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 right. The girls and boys' club." <laughs> she says, "No," because she gets all mad at me. It's the boys and girls' club. But it, you know, if it's just for you, why can't it just be the girls' club? Yeah. <laughs> it's just. But she's, she's already got it. I mean, obviously, she's just correcting me on the name. But I think it's funny that even in those little circumstances, we put boys first. Like, why isn't it the girls and boys club? Not that I'm, you know, I'm not going to march on the club and make them change their name. But it's just fascinating how we do these little things in every, every, every way. And then she got mad at me when I just called it the girls club. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. That's funny. <laughs> but you're... Girl, could we just call it the kids club? Like, why don't we call it the kids club? Like, why do we say boys and girls all the time as if they're two? I mean, they are different. And it's been like this forever. It's been like this for a long, long, long time. Yeah. I don't, um, but are I, we making it know. worse by continuing it? No. Nah, or does it have no effect at all? Maybe it has no bearing. See, I, I, <laughs> I'd argue, and this is a terrible time to bring this is up. Is it like punching a stone? You no. Know what I mean, I'd argue that you make it worse by normalizing everything and to be a asexual or a gender maybe uh, thing. Just everybody's equal in everything, which is, I think it, well, th- they're different in their gender, but I think it's misleading in some areas. And then, uh, yeah, I don't know. You know, it's, I would not want to put it in my daughter's head yeah. that she will forever be inferior to a boy in what would you agree or disagree in anything it yeah at your daughter's age now no inferior is the wrong word yeah i would i would agree but with that's, you 100 percent there 100 percent, right because in most cases it's like well you know girl boys play baseball girls play softball right <laughs> what's what's going on here what's that all about i don't know that's just, that's a bit of just, a stretch why can't we just play baseball what's going on uh, that, that, well why don't they just play baseball yeah why don't they just play baseball even if they have to play 
in a separate league, they could still just play baseball. I don't know why. I I don't know why. I think it. I think it's going to come down to probably a strength thing in the end. And this is the part that you're going to f- f- start to. I start to get fuzzy on because uh, I think the baseball will travel farther, and typically, I mean, not this isn't one hundred percent, but this is again a stereotype: a woman can't throw as far as a man, so the ball can't. If you just been able to just hit the ball as far, the oh, women's game is just going to fall apart because the ball. Couldn't they too- also not hit it as far? <laughs> Uh, yeah, but I, the but the nature of the ball travels. But then yeah. the the problem that with this that falls apart is that softball is harder to throw farther, whereas a baseball you can yeah, throw farther. Huge. So it's ridiculous. Yeah. I don't quite understand. And, why and women's so hands are smaller than men, so why do they have a bigger ball no to sense. play with? I, why yeah, aren't they I, playing with the small? Again, it's strange. I don't know. But you know, the softball, the pitching and softball is much more of a natural motion. I think that makes more sense. Better for actually. their arm yeah. than mm-hmm. it is for the men. That the way dudes pitch does not make sense. I think again, you can throw the ball harder, but not as long. I'm not sure that you can. I think if you fully trained, nah, well, you can't. There's no way to. There's no way to measure it because you don't have the same pool size, right? Mm, You'd have to I, start today and be like half of every baseball player, whatever. We're gonna. You can't do it. You just no, see, it. this is the thing. I think. I think you can do it. You take the average person that doesn't train. Okay. And sure. you you go out there and you throw a hard a baseball as hard as you can overhand, a hard as you can underhand, a softball overhand, overhand. And I think uh, you'd find with a bit of training, you have to do a bit of training. Uh, okay, fine. A bit Let's of training. Let's teach the but... technique for like X number of hours each way. Sure. All right. Yeah. Let's do that. And I, I think you're gonna find. Well, it doesn't really matter. <laughs> I mean, what's the point of this? <laughs> this like, is very, this is very important. It's not, we, we are in weeds right now. Moral of the oh. story: replace the pitchers with pitching machines. No. Yeah. The only. You know. I I think it's important to find your child's niche and their strengths and play to that or and there's or, or something they really enjoy. The problem is if they're not good at something they really enjoy, then I think you're going to be in in trouble. The worst thing I think you can do is to force your kid to do something they don't enjoy. Then I think nobody's winning, nobody's happy and everything's a problem. So well, what about when they only ask to do something that they don't even know that they enjoy yet, but they're asking simply because it's like a girly thing, and they've seen other. Well, I don't. You know, s- they're they're, they're inherent. It's clear that they've inherited from society. Yeah, I don't see a harm in that necessarily. Like, if my girl was like, "I want to do gymnastics because my friend does gymnastics," uh, you know, my other three girlfriends that have never done. I don't see a harm in saying, "Okay." Um, I don't, you know, no. even though it's like, you're only doing that because your girlfriends are doing it. You're not doing, I, I guess I would approach it as I, I would, I would give it to him both ways. Be like, I, you're only doing this because your girlfriends are doing it. And if we're going to sign up for this, you're going to put some work into it. Well, yeah, that or, I agree or with that. We're going to, or we're going to stop. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So you got to think about whether or not you really want to do this or you're signing oh, up. No, for this I'm not. So, I'm, I'd let them try it, but I wouldn't sign them up to just be like, you're going to go hang out mm-hmm. with your friends at, and I'm paying right. $25 an hour so you can do it at the gymnastics <laughs> academy or whatever. Yeah. That, that's not something I would, I would be on board with. Like I said, I let them try it and, and in um, bartering the deal. You sign her up for the raspberry Pi course. Yeah. So you know what? Funny thing. I'll tail off on this. This is my daughter, Grace, who I've talked about. Uh, and of course my, Wife asked this week, so she's taking gymnastics. She's the soccer kid who does the club soccer all year. So my wife asks about their gymnastics, uh, 
what's the heck? The gymnastics team. And she's like, oh, funny you should ask. We've had our eye on your daughter. I'm like, oh, great. Like, that stupid girl. <laughs> she's so spoiled. Like, she has so – she's good at these things. Like, she's bouncing around yeah. the house. This is the one that taught herself how to do cartwheels. It's like, where does she do gymnastics? And like, in my kitchen. Like, she doesn't – she can do all these splits and everything. And oh, it's, now she's doing, like, flip, round, round off, flip things that she's teaching herself. So uh, that could, th- yeah, it's great for her, but it becomes a burden for me because I'm like, am I really going to now sign her up for the gymnastics team? And I'm going to find myself some Saturdays right. and 45 minute travel thing. And she's going to be taking gymnastics like, like twice a week. A, my daughter would be a little more active. She's a bit lethargic, a lot of screaming. Well, yelling. You, you get, yeah, your, your daughter's closer in age to my, uh, my five year old uh, in that. Yeah. She's five and five and yeah. a half, I guess. Five. No, not five and a half. She's five. She just turned five. So I guess she's still pretty young. Yeah. Cue the music.